Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Sow to yourselves in a righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground. For it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. Ye have plowed wickedness. Ye have reaped iniquity. Ye have eaten the fruit of lies. Because thou didst trust in thy way, in the multitude of thy mighty men. Hosea chapter 10, verses 12 through 13. Romans chapter 8 tells us that all who are Christ's are led by his Spirit. John 15 tells us that we must abide in Christ or else our fruits will dry up, wither away, and we will be cut off and cast into the fire. Herein lies the reality of a victorious Christian life, abiding in the presence of the King, tapping into the life-giving, fruit-bearing power of God through daily prayer, worship, reading, communion, seeking, hearing, and obeying. By this does the grace of God flow out from the vine, which is Christ, into the branch, which is us, that we may produce the fruits of righteousness, which is obedience to the voice, word, and will of God. This brings life to us and others, through the anointing backing up those words and actions with the power of the Holy Spirit of God. The enemy of a faith in God is a faith in self, which causes us to seek and trust and abide in and obey the leading of the flesh instead of the Holy Spirit. This is the struggle that wages war in our members Described in Romans chapter 8. It has been the root of every right and wrong action taken since the beginning of time. All the way back to the garden when God placed two trees in the midst of the garden. The tree of life and the tree of knowledge. One embodied trusting God unto life. The other embodied trusting self unto death. He set before us life and death and told us to choose life. But we chose to lean on our own understanding. And it led to death. It always does. So stop trusting in your own limited understanding, your plan, your abilities, your tree of knowledge. Humble yourself. Crucify the flesh. Trust in God. Follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And choose life. God is not looking for people that he can lead. When men lead, they just lead others into a pit. Know what he's looking for or men who can follow him. Because only once that you learn to humble yourselves and follow, can you then be led out of the pit. This is the test of faith. This has always been the test. And few are they. That pass it. So choose ye this day. Choose to humble. 
choose to follow, choose life. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 12 tells us this. It says that there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is the way of death. Even in laughter the heart is sorrowful, and the end of the mirth is heaviness. The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways, but a good man shall be satisfied from himself. What this passage actually tells us is that reality is very counterintuitive to what our senses see and perceive. It says that there's a way that seems right to a man. There are things that we think we understand, but the ways of heaven are very counterintuitive. That's why we can't lean on our own understanding. But in all our ways, we have to acknowledge God. We have to seek his wisdom. We have to trust what he has spoken. The enemy is very deceiving. He is a master manipulator. He is so cunning and tricky. Don't trust what you see or perceive. Learn to hear God's voice. Seek him, listen intently, and trust what he is speaking. No matter what you see or what seems right in your own mind. Because as the writer of Ecclesiastes says, that's all vanity. Lay down every vain imagination and every high thought that dares to exalt itself above the knowledge of Christ. Learn to trust God and not self. Lay the axe to the root of that old tree that produces the bad fruit. Jesus said to his disciples in Matthew chapter 16 verse 24 that If any man will come after him, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow after Christ. In chapter 7, verse 14 of that same book, he said that straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Why is it so narrow? Because it's what he said. He is the truth. He is the way. He is the life. I assure you of this, that if Satan was clever and charismatic enough to talk a third of the angels out of heaven, don't think that he can't talk you into hell. He will use your pride against you. Humble yourself. Seek God while he may be found. Ask him for the way of escape. He said that there is no temptation that is not given unto man that he has not provided a way of escape from. But we've got to recognize that we need it, humble ourselves and seek him. Scripture tells us that if we lack understanding that we can ask him and he will give it liberally. But you got to know you need it. You got to know you don't have it. But you can't just trust your flesh and just go with the flow. Of your emotions. We don't stand on emotions. They're too easily manipulated by the enemy. We stand on the word of God. So you better start seeking. Until you can hear. What he is speaking. In Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19. We read this. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. That I have set before you life. And death, blessing, and cursing. 
therefore choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live, that thou mayest love the Lord thy God, and that thou mayest obey his voice, and that thou mayest cleave unto him, for he is thy life and the length of thy days that thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord sweareth unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. So again, we see that we have a decision. And ultimately, it always comes down to whether or not we're going to trust God or our own logic. See, Satan fell by pride, and he pulled many of the angels down with him, and then, and then he influenced men to partake of the same characteristic, the bad fruit. You see, when we read about these two trees in the garden, I see very clearly the warning that Jesus gave us in Matthew chapter 7 when he said to judge the tree by the fruit. And that if a tree has holy fruit, then you know it has a holy root. But if the fruit is bad, then it will be cut down and cast into the fire. And then we read in Galatians that the fruits of the Spirit are really the character of Jesus and the fruits of the flesh are characteristics that will be manifested if you're listening to the enemy who is prideful and selfish. The Holy Spirit doesn't think of his self. He puts God first and others second. And what God says, he relays it. And that will produce the fruits of love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, temperance, faithfulness, humility. In other words, humble selflessness. Oh Lord, help us today to know the difference. To not trust in our own vain imaginations, but to cast down those high thoughts that dare to try to exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. Help us to hear your voice so clearly. Help us to set aside time to seek and to abide, to remove the distractions and bondages from our life that keep us from pressing in and breaking through and coming into the throne room of grace. Oh, you pay too high a price for us to waste this great gift that you have given us. Oh, Lord, forgive us for the times that we have not taken it more serious. We come before you today in humble repentance, knowing that without you we are nothing Oh, have mercy on these lowly creatures from the dust. Breathe on us. Cleanse us with your blood. Fill us with your spirit. Speak to us clearly the words of heaven. Give us new insight, new vision, new revelation. Help us to know beyond doubt what it is that you are saying. Help us to stand on your promises and in our areas of weakness, Lord, we pray even as the man did in scriptures. Oh, Lord, we believe, but help our unbelief. In other words, in the areas that we don't even know how to believe because the things that you are promising are so far beyond 
our comprehension or ability to grasp. You said it yourself that your ways are not our ways. Your thoughts are so much higher than our thoughts that it has not even entered into the hearts of men to comprehend the things that you have in store for those who love you, Lord. But it says that by your spirit, you will reveal it. So, Lord, we are asking that you do exactly that. Send a dream, send a word, send a sermon, send a knowing, send a vision. Cause us to write it down in a book that those who read it may run with it and help us to trust it, no matter how grand or how small or how impossible. And anytime we decide to try to put our hand to the wheel, let us be convicted and remember the example of our Christ who prayed, not my will, but thy will be done. Oh Lord, I don't want something that can be brought about by my limited ability. I want to be part of something that can only be manifested by the fullness of your majesty. So I don't trust myself. I won't try to make it happen. I'll lay it on the altar before you, Lord. I'll even do what David did and make it as impossible as possible, knowing like Abraham did that you are able to resurrect it. Our life is in your hands. Our purpose, our destiny, our part in your story. We trust your love for us that you will do what is best for everyone that your rod and your staff will be a comfort and a protection, that you will fulfill all of your promises and covenants, and that you will give us the grace and the wisdom to even do our part in them. But this one thing I know, that without you, we can do nothing. We will dry up. We will wither. We will be fruitless. All of our works will burn up. So I don't want to waste my time or my energy or your sacrifice or what you afforded me. I choose to be your temple. You come and fill me and lead me and let your will be fulfilled in the earth through me. I trust you and I believe you to do great, mighty, and impossible. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.